When a team of archaeologists conducted a geological survey of gold mining in the Russian Urals in 1991, they were shocked to discover numerous strange and mysterious microscopic metal coils, spirals and similar unidentified components embedded in 100,000-year-old rock. Could these be part of an alien craft that crashed here thousands of years ago, as some have speculated? Join myself and Neil here on Aliens Explored as we dig into this ancient mystery and put the theories behind it under the lens. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of Aliens Explored, your favourite podcast looking at the mysterious skies, outer limits, bottoms of the sea, smoky, smoke-filled back rooms. I'm one of your hosts, Neil Kelly. And I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. I love it when you say, your favourite podcast. I mean, it's uh, of course it quite is. an assumption. Why, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> oh, no reason at all. Um, yeah. And we're your best friends. <laughs> We are until you ask us to borrow money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, so, what are we yeah. going to talk about this? How are you, by the way? I'm, you I'm, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I mean, it's it's easy to forget because we record these sort of in batches. So, we'll go straight hmm. from one recording to another. And in the previous recording, we talked at length about how we are. And then we're just like the next one. Um, but our listeners, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, you know, so, same, same as I was like, last time. Sometimes we don't bother chatting. Sometimes we do. But now you know mm. why, listeners. Uh, see if you can spot when the breaks are in our recordings. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah, yeah, good. Lots of Star Trek going on, so that's keeping me busy and um, occupied. You do set yourself some some heavy workloads in that respect, don't you? How many how, how many movies you've got to get through, or are you going to do the whole series right from the start? Or what well, Star Trek? Yeah. Uh, well, there are what is it? Fourteen movies. Um, there are oh my goodness, about eleven different series now. Um, right. Yeah, there'd be a lot to get through, but I do rewatch them over and up. But there's new series at the moment. I uh, currently got Lower Decks, Star Trek Lower Decks, the animated series. Oh, okay. Animated is, series. is it is it true to its uh, true to its origins? It's canonical. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that can be said of it, but it's also very tongue in cheek and uh, very much adult humour. Uh, it's it's done by the creator of Rick and Morty, so okay, if that kind of humour is your style. But uh, it's also it's 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 an absolute love letter to Star Trek as well. So right, yeah. so our, our listeners know what to expect when they yes they absolutely. tune into Below Decks. I mean, every single every single series of Star Trek is completely divisive amongst fandom, <laughs> but hmm. you know, this one's no different. Uh, but that's not what we're here to discuss. Uh, I have haven't entitled the YouTube channel uh, for anybody interested. In this. Go to Hailing Frequencies. Mm. Um, if you're interested in Star Trek, uh, quick advert there. But no, we're here to talk about uh, some interesting items, uh, components that were discovered in the Ural Mountains in Russia. Uh, back in 1991. Now, normally when we talk about some ancient things, we're talking about ancient monumental structures, aren't we? We're talking about very, very big things because people suggest, well, there's no way the indigenous people of that era at that time could have built something like this. They must have had help, which uh, I'm very sceptical about. So th- today we're talking about some very, very tiny things that were found. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, now... Before we go into that specific stuff, um, better explain about the Ural Mountains, just in case any listeners are not familiar with them. Uh, This is a mountain range that runs basically from the north of Russia to the south of Russia, uh, basically bisects Europe and Asia. So it's, it's some way to the east of Moscow, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah, so um, is that is that is that the demarcation? Is that where Europe ends and Asia begins? Sort basically, sort of roughly. It's like um, here in the UK, you've got the Pennines between Yorkshire and Lancashire. Okay. Um, thankfully, he says he's a Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of of, of that, but. Um, but much, much, much bigger in scale. Um, it is, uh, the Oral Mountains are amongst the oldest in the world. Are they? Yeah, they're uh, estimated to be around 250 to 300 million years old. Hmm. I thought and, all mountains uh, were kind of that, that kind of age. Uh, no, apparently not. Apparently not. Okay. Uh, they're, they're different sort of um eras that they come up in but uh and uh, i don't know if this is relevant to this particular topic but i can i can see how potentially it hmm. might be um the ural mountains are also the source of a lot of mineral resources um that are absolutely essential to industrial development as well so um there's there's copper and magnesium there's gold uh in there but you know all kinds of things but it's it's quite rich in uh its mineral mm. deposits okay um, but, but what we're talking about is the discovery of artifacts that um their shapes suggest that they're they're not naturally occurring metal fragments they're actually they've been manufactured they're in the shapes of um uh, coils spirals shafts other unidentified components 
um, the largest object measures 1.18 inches and the smallest is only one tenth, ten thousandth of an inch. How did they find that? Well, um, <laughs> the way they discovered it, so this is back in 1991, this discovery mm. was made, and it was made by a team of um, archaeological surveyors who were looking for gold, um, basically mm. doing surveys, looking for gold. And uh, they'd have been looking for trace amounts of gold, I would have thought, in the uh, in the soil samples and, and what have you. Mm. They had dug quite deep to get to where these, these um, I'm going to call them components, um, mm. were. They'd gone down 30 foot. Okay. Which puts them... Because, um, so, age, we, we've talked about sort of how difficult it is to age things um, before uh, on Aliens Explored, but um, aging metal is is particularly difficult. So the way the way you do that is you say, well, here's you know it's at this sedimentary level, which we mm. know that you know that sedimentary level was formed around about this time. So yeah. they were at the hundred thousand year level. Okay. But we um, don't, the, that, and that's the only evidence they are actually a hundred thousand years old. That, that's they're at that level. But with, with our current levels of technology, that's the only way we can determine that. Mm, you can't just, just it was. You can't just level. look at the thing itself and say, "Oh yes, this is 200,000, 200 no. million years old." Um, and this is where it's an it's an out of place object. Um, uh, which is a term, an official term I discovered quite recently, an out-of-place object, mm. um, you know, something that you wouldn't expect to find. Uh, yeah, they've... Um, yeah, so it was at this 100,000-year level. They've, they've found lots and lots of these things, fragments, mostly fragments of larger pieces of things, mm. but made of some interesting materials in themselves uh, notably tungsten mm. now tungsten's a, a, a material, it's, it's quite a rare metal in of itself but it's a metal that's particularly useful for withstanding high temperatures mm. uh, so it's used in uh, I believe they use it in semiconductors um, they do use it in in spacecraft in satellites well one of the things that's been suggested is that where these components these these tiny fragments were found is not that far from the Placets Cosmodrome where there may have been all kinds of experimentation going on so it's been suggested maybe you know these have fallen off dropped from <laughs> um, dropped from rocket parts that they, they, they are to do with activity that's happened nearby Okay, uh, I'm Been going suggested. to I'm going to sort of counter that suggestion um, a little bit and say, well, if that was the case, if it was like a rocket that had gone off course and crashed or something like that, you'd have the rocket wreckage. Um, no, thing. just think thinking of you know just you know the rocket takes off, one stage falls back to earth. You know, it's all part of the process that the okay, you, you, stuff you'd have does that get stage. scattered around. Yeah. 
you'd, you'd have that stage. Also, it wouldn't explain how it got 30 foot underground. No. That's that's the really curious part of this. And it's not like you would go up and bury something like this 30 foot, because, you know, the chances of it being found are so astronomically small. Hmm. Um, it was spread over quite a wide area it's been found so hmm. um, the concept of it being something that has sort of crashed uh, into the area is is not an unreasonable one well it, I'd say there's a suggestion that there, it was debris left behind from test rockets being launched from Placette's space station but um, the Moscow Institute apparently determined that they are far too old to have come from modern manufacturing Although they look like they've been, they've come from modern manufacturing. Oh, absolutely! When you see them under sort of under a microscope, you can see striations there where mm. it's been worked and you know and formed. Um, the the coils themselves are like absolutely they're 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 almost perfect. Mm. Um, I would say, but there I mean there are all sorts of. Like I said the, there's sort of coils and almost like springs mm. in there. Um, so the, there are loops. The, the Russian Academy of Sciences in uh, Siktivka um, said the largest pieces found are mostly copper, whilst the smallest are made from tungsten and molybdenum. Is that how you pronounce it? Molybdenum? Molybdenum? Um, molybdenum. I'm not 100% sure of the pronunciation. I've only mm. seen it written down. Um, yeah, yeah, but that one. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, and, and and they exhibit what are called golden mean proportions. Do you know what those are? Mm. Yes, I do. Uh, it's to do with what is called the Fibonacci scale. Okay. Um, the or the golden ratio. So this is a mathematical principle that applies to spirals. Um, you, you see it quite often in crop circles. This, this is how I. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't know about it in a. I can lecture about this to mathematics, mm. um, <laughs> professors, but um, as I to broadly understand it, it is a a physical representation of a mathematical scale that essentially brings order to to the chaos okay. uh, of the universe. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so things you do see it uh, quite a lot in nature. Um, snail shells operate right. on the golden ratio, for example. Um, yeah, it, it's something to do with the kind of the reduction. Uh, uh, yeah, um, it's one, one Google it, listeners, because you're far better to understand it than mm. I am to explain it I've, sort of, I've read it and it's sort of I'm one of these people I don't know about you Neil um, I don't think in words I, I think in images I do yeah so you know when a, when, a, when a police officer says to me do you want me to draw you a picture I, I would say well yes please because actually I'm a, I am a very visual learner <laughs> um, but apparently this is like the whole human race is divided into like two sets of people some people think in words hmm. and like you know they can they can you know picture mathematical formulas things like that other people think in images and and sort of 
play out mm. physical scenes in their head. Well, I'm, yeah, it's uh, interesting that you're the same as me then, that you you are part of the latter. Mm. Yeah. Is it the yeah. same as the, yeah. the right brain, left brain difference kind of thing? I mean, I know there isn't, that's not a real thing. No, that's uh, a, but, that, that's a, a, a fabrication. But, um, the, but they, they, there is a suggestion that some people are more more um, intuitive or emotional and other people are far more logical and unimaginative. Yes, yes, there are, yeah, people who are more in tune with those parts of the brain. Yeah, and and we, yeah, it's not an insult to say you're unimaginative. I mean, I know people like to, um, like to be called creative when they work in management mm. or accountancy or writing. Oh, yes, I'm creative, but uh, they would sneer at anyone who said that actually they worked in the creative arts because that's not a, that's not a job. But oh, well, that's that's, that's, that's a, part yeah. of cultural conditioning. Yeah. that's happened but, by you know, certain you, you, class. Mm. I, I guess you need people who can, who can. Um, wander the realms of, of fantasy and possibility and to, to be anchored by someone who's more grounded in in reality um if, if you like a bit Mulder and scully that kind of thing i you know i, I <laughs> you don't believe you the do. two things are mutually exclusive uh, i mean i'm, I mean, you know, I'm very most, good at separating for example i mean we were talking about star trek and mm. now here we are talking about you know on, on aliens explored I separate the two absolutely completely in my head. You know, one is like I put things into boxes mentally. Mm. Like my Star Trek, you know, that's that's my fantasy, that's my entertainment. It's very important to me, but that sits in the fantasy box. Hmm. This stuff, no, this is stuff that, you know, has actually happened and, you know, we want to get to the bottom of it. So I don't I don't ever confuse I I've I've been accused of this many many times apart, mm. so maybe I'm a little sensitive to it um, but I've been accused many many times because I I have a an active fan you know I like playing like Dungeons and Dragons mm. and things like that so I do have an mm. active fantasy um, or access to the fantasy part of the brain that doesn't mean to say I'm not capable of perfectly logical and systematic and no, you but- know Anyway, As you say, yeah. most of us are a bit of Mo- Most of the people I know who play these fantasy games tend to be quite quite logical, mathematical people. They're, they're yeah, you know. yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, and creativity it, comes in all kinds of um, hmm. all kinds of fashions. I mean, you talked about management. Yeah, you know, creative solutions, uh, creative problem solving is is hmm. a thing. Um, anyway, we're getting off topic a bit. So, here. so back back on topic. So. These were discovered in 1991. Um, they were studied in mm-hmm. different facilities in Helsinki, St. Petersburg, and Moscow. So, to mm-hmm. four different facilities, four different, four different facilities across three different cities. Yes. Yeah. So, were the, were the was the fourth one in Russia or was it in Finland? Uh, yes, it was in Russia. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was St. Petersburg. Two two facilities in St. Petersburg, I believe. Okay, so they're doing what... I mean, it was a criticism of, of these um, aliens that were presented to the Mexican Congress, that um, they're not kind of sharing them. They're, they're, they're coming to their own... They're <laughs> keeping their cards close to their chest as they study them. But these have been studied at different facilities. Um, and the studies seem to have ended in 1999 with the death of Dr. Johannes Fiebag, who is the mm. principal researcher of the find... So that was yes. kind of it, was it? That uh, it was all it was all on this one guy. 
Yeah. Which is absolutely astonishing. Absolutely yeah. astonishing. Yeah, since since then nobody's sort of picked up the mantle to investigate these things, to, to look at them seriously. No. Someone has said on a Stack Exchange that all the reference they could find on the web post-date and either copy from or reference the original article in a, in a, that appeared in a publication called the Epoch Times. Is that where this was first reported? I um, couldn't tell you. Um, the, the original source of the information is one of the books written by Dr. Johannes Feebag, which was mentioned in the Epoch Times article. Um, he trained as a geologist, but was a writer of popular science books focused on speculation about extraterrestrials. So we can see where this guy's coming from. The Epoch Times, I find quite a, a dodgy publication. It's described as a, a far-right publication, with, with, um, which is really sort of anti, particularly anti... Chinese Communist government because it's uh, it's a it's been affiliated with the Falun Gong religious movement, who are persecuted in communist China, um, okay. but they also espouse other right wing causes like um, Donald Trump, you know, the anti immigrant thing, and 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 so on. So, a bit maga are they? Anti vaccine. Um, they've they've yeah they've 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 promoted. Um, Conspiracy theories such as QAnon, anti-vaccine misinformation, false claims of fraud in the 2020 US presidential election, that sort of thing. So it's a, it's a bit of a right-wing publication. Okay. I, I, it's not something I read myself, so yeah. I, no, I it's just, just something um, called the Epoch. Just that name is going to be, wait, okay. wait a minute, what kind of newspaper <laughs> is this? Which church well, publishes this? newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um where do they stand? Who owns it? That's I, I always want to know those things. I think it's very important. Um, regardless of that, um, so it. So I, whilst I find it very strange that yes, nobody's nobody's picked up uh, where Doctor Feibag has, has sort of left off. Mm. Um, mm. I'm also inclined with the whole crop circle thing. So no serious scientific studies are really undertaken about crop circles despite there being a very clear mystery because of the ridicule that people get because some of them have been explained so you know yeah. if you now look into yeah you know like you know two pissed up blokes from a local pub went and made some circles in the mm. 1970s so well that must explain all of them there oh never mind all these anomalies never mind you know these blown nodes, never mind these, you know, mm. um, the the uh, phototropism that, that takes place, you know, overnight. Never mind the radiation that uh, comes from certain crop circles. Never mind the magnetic anomalies. It's two drunk blokes from Devizes in Wiltshire. Mm. So, because of the ridicule that's attached, I can see perhaps why, in a similar way with these um, these components, why maybe nobody wants to take up that mantle. Mm, but what, I think whatever your stance on, on UFOs and ufology, anything you're presented with, you have to look at what else it could possibly be. And of course, yes. with the crop circles, you have got this ready answer. Oh, it was two drunk blokes from two drunk blokes from Devizes came out from the pub, got a bit of rope and a plank of wood, and they made it. Um, 
and and there's your there's your explanation and you and you can with that you can you can dismiss any others however elaborate they might be how how however quickly they might have suddenly appeared um you can say oh yeah it was, the, it was those two drunk blokes again but so that's you as will get unscientific that. as it gets that's as unscientific as it gets but you know it's but well, it's it's debunking isn't it and it's 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 a refusal to look at it yes and um and for me the debunking comes from the active ridicule of anyone who dares to question mm. and that's a that's a really big thing um it's a really big thing in crop circles so i'm 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 kind of i'm making a leap here with this this nanotechnology with these uh, these components mm. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was something very, very similar going on. You know, it, Johannes Feedback, the, you know, Dr. Feedback, um, Feedback, Feedback, Feedback. I, I would pronounce it Feedback. Feedback, Feedback, okay. Uh, Dr. Feedback. Um, yeah, you know, he, he already had, you know, one foot in the ufology camp, as it were. Hmm. So he's going to get ridicule anyway, so... He had nothing to lose by investigating it, but yeah, for for someone else to step up and say, "Well, yes, I'll I'll carry on studying these," you know, yeah, an explanation has been put forward, a theory has been put forward that, well, it might be, you know, there's this this rocket range, you know, hmm. several hundred miles away, so it might be from that. Yeah, no, no, we we yeah, no point discussing it further because you know you'll get laughed at. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel very yeah. strongly about that sort of thing. But as you say, the, you there's tell. yeah, they you can't age the objects themselves because there's nothing in in these metals that that changes over time enough for you to be able to say, oh yeah, they're at this stage of no. Whatever, but here's yeah. here's the thing. So if you want to say, Which, okay, it's it's probably parts from a rocket. Fantastic. Hmm. Get those parts, get a rocket, compare hmm. them to the components in the rocket, or go to the rocket manufacturer and say, what part of the rocket are these from? Because if they hmm. come back and say, that is nothing like anything that's in a rocket, hmm. you know that's not the answer. Uh, yeah. Or if they come back and say, yeah, that goes in the pre-fire chamber, that bit goes in this, you know, in mm. this semiconductor area, you know, whatever. Um, I'm making up words, but you know what I mean. It, it, you know, that would be an answer. So why? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm all for encouraging proof. You know, you, you come up with a theory, not you, but mm. a theory has been come up with. It's probably rockets. Well, great. Back that up, prove it. You know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, someone someone commented that the spiral objects look an awful lot like guitar strings, um, which I'm yes. not saying that they are guitar strings, but I'm saying that that gives you an idea of the the scale and the the intricacy of it. I guess a guitar string isn't something that um, that you could make by hand very readily. No, no. Well, the, it's uh, I mean, it's not just any guitar string. It's the it's the thicker of the guitar strings, the bass strings. Are hmm. there's two com like two basic yeah. components to the actual string. It's but that is a got wound a string coil. in the middle, and it's wound around absolutely. Yeah, now it's strings. slightly different to a guitar string in that there are gaps between the windings, hmm. and there are 
evenly spaced gaps between the windings. So it's incredibly, it's an incredibly precision um, mm. component. This, um, but in a guitar, the 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 wound wires would be up against each other. Hmm. Yeah. So it is a yeah, mystery. I can see what they're saying. Yeah, it's not a guitar string. <laughs> um, do you, I mean. Let's suppose the, these artefacts were left behind by ancient aliens. The fact that they've only left behind a few very, very tiny fragments mm -hmm. that were discovered in a one in a million kind of charts. Do you think it was like the aliens decided to clean up after this? Make sure we take everything with us, don't leave anything behind that people will speculate about, people will see will be here, but they just missed a few little tiny things. They didn't sweep. The guy oh. who was given the job of sweeping up didn't really do a decent job. I can see a, a couple of possibilities that involve otherworldly craft. Um, one is, yeah, it, it could have been a a vehicle that was downed and, yeah, they've taken the bulk of it away but left some behind because it was spread over a wide surface. It might be, yeah, a vehicle has crashed and it's spread over a wide area and they just haven't found the bulk part of it yet. Maybe, yeah. Because it, it is a wide area we're talking about here. Um, but I can also see other possibilities like um, ancient, you know, not just vehicles, but ancient equipment that maybe has been destroyed. Perhaps we're talking components of, um, of an ancient otherworldly machine that used biological components and the biological part has eroded or decayed and dropped away and all that's left is this you know you can speculate till the cows come home though um, mm. but certainly we did not have the technology 100,000 years ago to make these tiny tiny components but all the components are made of elements or that that are recognizably um terrestrial yes they're from here they're, yes. there's they're, nothing they're that, that there's any a, anything that's not from here no elements in it that are but then yeah the fact that you get meteor crashes and and there isn't anything that isn't found on the planet hmm. that we're aware of um so yeah Oh, not that I'm aware of, anyway. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, but but it it's things. A hundred thousand years ago, I don't think tungsten was being worked a hundred thousand years ago. I bet it wasn't. No. No copper, well, absolutely, but not not to that scale, not to that. Really, a hundred thousand. I mean, we're talking Stone Age here, aren't we? Hundred thousand mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be aware of copper, surely. Maybe I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I, I wouldn't have thought so. No. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah. I, well, I what do you I'm think? Not, what I'm do you not, think it is then? I, I don't know. I'm not even sure that Neanderthals weren't still around in in a hundred thousand years ago. I would really need to start looking stuff up. I'd have to look up, but that, that sounds, <laughs> sounds about really that. that we weren't even fully human. Well, we weren't ho ho even Homo sapiens 100,000 years ago. So this nanotechnology then, what do, you, what do you think it is? Are you going with the rocket theory, which to me has a lot of holes in it? To me, it does too. It's um, it, It's mysterious. I mean... 
we said these things look like nanotechnology, but we don't really. No one's actually said, "Oh yeah, we've got these. We've got something that that's like this in this device or that device." So it's, it's nothing that people can readily look at and say, "Oh yeah, that's a bit of a radio or that's a bit of a." No, they're, they're uh, metallic components that have mm. been machined that have been. They look like they've been machined. Yeah. Mm. Um, don't know. It's a mystery. It it's really a is. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm reluctant to jump to the ancient aliens, but uh, yeah, it is a mystery. Oh well, I'm going straight down that route. I think this is uh, this is some technology or parts of technology that have been left behind, perhaps inadvertently. Who knows? But do you know what? I want to know what our listeners think about this. <laughs> Uh, about these components, about these metallic fragments, uh, you know, is it is it just all rocket science after all, or is there something more otherworldly to it? Let us know what you think. You can do so by emailing us aliensexplored@gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, of course. And while you're there, do like and subscribe the channel. Uh, and of course if you're one of our Patreon subscribers you get exclusive access to our Discord server as well join us next time though when we'll be going from nanotechnology to radio frequencies and specifically looking at the 1.6 gigahertz frequency and its connection with UAPs so don't miss that one Looking forward to it. In the meantime. Yeah, in the meantime, keep watching out for these archaeological digs and uh, be careful what you're standing on because it might be it might be ancient technology. And of course, keep watching the skies. Take care for now. Catch you next time. Bye bye. Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.